There's nothing slow about the adventures of Norris. It's Amigos, episode 370. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about the adventures of Norris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, not a lot of people know that we have a committee of dedicated Amiga fans that choose the episodes for us I've every heard week. that. I've heard that. And uh, this is the first time, I believe, that the name of the person who nominated this game and is the same name as the name of the game. Yeah, name. that's crazy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That's our buddy, the Slow Norris. That's right. That's right. And... Uh, I think that he's trying to uh, he's trying to give us a message by having us play this game. Well, I think he's putting himself over. Yeah, he's yeah. got something. He must have something he's chilling. He does. Yeah. You know, it's funny how many times the Slow Norris's name has come up over the years because it's one of those names. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what they even mean. I've talked to Slow Norris. He's not the least bit slow. No, he's, he's quite quick. Actually, he's, he's a witty fellow. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. So, Aaron, before we get into the Slow Norris this week, it's been kind of a busy week in the world of Amiga News. Yeah. We should probably just jump right in. Sounds like a plan to me, my friend. Amiga News. One down. All right, Aaron. We're going to start with the best Amiga content on YouTube. Just oh, kidding. Man. That's us. Oh, double burial. The best Amiga content on YouTube, <laughs> seriously, is the Amiga Show, and the Amiga Show is back. If you've not watched the Amiga Show before, this is a uh, this is what you call a video magazine. Uh, this is where uh, Anthony, the brain behind the Amiga Show, takes his trusty Amiga and produces a half-hour-long show spotlighting a particular month and particular year, year chronologically from the launch of the Amiga. Mm. So, this uh, particular episode, episode 8, is episode 8 from May of 1986. Uh, Anthony looks at uh, Amiga reviews in several magazines. Uh, He plays a game, sort of an interesting looking uh, first uh, cockpit shooter. Uh, He talks about some hardware. There is a digitizer, Aaron, that I believe you have some experience with. I did. He talks about the DigiView. I actually own one of these for the Amiga 1000. It's a little gimmick that plugs in the back. It's got one like RCA port on it. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty barren when you put, hook it up. And it's that thing, and we've talked this a few times, where it had like the color wheel. Right, right, gimmick. the color wheel. Now and you had the, was your color wheel broken like Anthony's? Well, he, he, has, he has a cool guy wheel, and then he's got like the round one that's like jacked up. I had the round one. Mm. Mine was not jacked up, but it wasn't as fancy as the other one he's got. He had a lot better uh, success because as a kid, I was like, wait a minute, I'm taking pictures with a black and white camera through this color wheel. What the heck's that going to do? Well, the answer is I don't know. Right. I, don't know. I, I watched this and I still don't know. <laughs> it's interesting to me because I don't know. For me, photography, like most technology, is just magic. <laughs> and so the fact that you can put three colors in front of a black and white picture yeah. and turn it color... Mind blowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was this was an outstanding segment on the show. Uh, uh, I really enjoyed it. And there, he had a couple things in there I really enjoyed. It. I like all the art stuff in particular. But he also goes through some old magazines. He does a little game review, like you said. Just a great show. The fact that he does all this on an Amiga is very impressive. Yes, yes. So check that out, the Amiga show. Next, Aaron, we have a brand new video from our buddy Tenmark Doug from Dynamic Computing. 
has produced a new uh, uh, 10-minute Amiga Retrocast video about a floppy drive swapper. Yeah. He picked this bad boy up from Amiga Kit. I believe Amiga Kit is where Edu sell, sells all of his things no, from, right? Incorrect. Mm. Wouldn't you always bring Edu up on every one of these hardware? Segments? I'm just saying. When He's I think hardware, I think Edu. He's what? the king of hardware. Also, it's Edu. Not it's Edu. Edu. It's like dot no edu. G in there. Education. No. That's where his name comes no, from. Incorrect. No, this is a gimmick that you uh, you put in your Amiga, and it's one of those deals that uh, lets you use one of your external. Uh, drives as the drive zero. Right. So why would you want this? Say you've got a GoTech, but you need to pop in a physical disk for some reason. Bam! This is how you do it. Well, no, it's it's, it's not really how you do it because so uh, Doug has one of these. Doug is uh, labors on the false pretense that this thing will let you like basically make your internal drive drive Z one, and then the external drive drive zero. No, it's a switcher. You can have one, the external drive be drive zero and the internal drive does nothing. Mm. So if you've got like the, uh, for example, he mentions in this, he uses one of Edu's products, which is a, uh, look at that, how cute. He, it's a, the, remember that thing that hooks into your floppy port and you can hook a USB into mm -hmm. it? He uses one of those with this item and it works. Mm. But you can't use well, drive, the, the old drive to do anything, which he finds out later. My favorite part of this video was that he he, he buries Windows, as he often does. Yeah. He says, with the Amiga, it just works. Yeah. He plugs it in and he pops in a disc. The first thing he gets is a Guru Meditation yeah. error. So <laughs> there you go. It just works. Only Doug, the Amiga. Doug is the cult leader. <laughs> yeah. Man. That's what I like. But yeah, this is an interesting product. It would have been cooler, a lot cooler, if you could have had that other drive be DF1, mm -hmm. and you could use two, but eh. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Next up, we have a video from our other friend, Chris Edwards. This is a very, uh, it's, it's a very uh, enigmatic uh, title, okay? I'm not even going to try and pronounce all the things going on here. But what uh, Chris has here is a PC tower that's running a PowerPC uh, architecture chipset in it. And uh, he upgrades this thing with a the correct video card. Because as yeah. you know, uh, Morphos, as it's known in the UK, we usually call it OS. We have a thing about saying OS is OS, like iOS. Yeah. Have you ever heard anybody say iOS before? No. Yeah, only in only in the UK. Or how do we say it? iOS. Oh. iOS sounds better, now think about yeah. it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he, he puts this thing in here, and lo and behold, it works. So well, yeah. this is... Uh, I'm spoiling the ending, but if you want to watch Chris uh, go through and uh, and install this thing, talk about the glories of Morphos, then uh, you can watch this. This is one of these things, like we talked about a couple weeks ago. I'd love to uh, put the, this on the plastic, fantastic. But one, this thing costs like eighty dollars. Yeah. So I'm out. But if it wasn't eighty dollars and I had a compatible Macintosh, I would check it out. You know, we we mentioned this a few weeks ago because Dan did a video on it and. Uh, uh, this is a nice companion piece of that because you're seeing really the hardware side of it. The, you're right. You got to pay, and then you also don't forget if you want to like use the like the browser or stuff. That's more money. Mm -hmm. And it for so right. Great. And, you know, Chris is in the chat right now. He says, "What is your uh, cheapo dollar limits for purchases?" I'll tell you right now. It's going to take a lot to get me to spend over twenty dollars on a new piece of software for the Amiga. $20. Although you can't get nothing for that. Right. So I don't get nothing. <laughs> that would explain it, <laughs> yeah. then. I think, listen, I, having not used experience Morphos, all right, uh, uh, I can't, is it worth 80 clams? Listen, if I had one of these Macs sitting around, 
because you're not going to be using it. That's madness, right? Mm. But you could use it for Amiga. So I had 80 bucks. Okay, and that's assuming I had the right video card and it was it was the right gimmick. It had to be everything has to be perfect. The stars align, <laughs> you know, and then you could do it. But uh, uh, what would you do? I mean, we saw I saw it in dance video shows what you really could do with it. I mean. Uh, uh, you is it something I'm going to use on a day-to-day basis, or is this going to be another big, heavy box that sits beside my desk? I'm like, look at that. You know, I don't know. And, and the question is, does this provide you more or less functionality than an upgraded, uh, you know, fan-supported OS 10.4, which was sort of the the best you could do on one of those old PowerPC Macs? That's a question for Dan Wood, if you're listening. Uh, so you're saying, would you rather have Morph OS or the old whatever? Right, the because best? because the the classic Mac OS that's on PowerPCs continues to be updated by fans as far as like new browsers, no kidding, stuff like that. Yeah, you can get like Classella and stuff like that. And oh so, yeah, did uh, they pay? You make you pay? They don't. Uh-huh. They don't. It's 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 free, baby. And so as far as I know, so the question is, do you get more functionality out of Morphos? And I'm, you, I'm guessing maybe you do because you are paying, you know. But well, I don't so know. you're getting it's a just it's. I think it's more like it's a different uh, flavor of computer. Sure. You know, if that's your bag. You know, we're different than most hardcore people. I've heard that. Because we're not hardcore people. Right. I'm as soft as they come. Listen, I, I I think it's dated. You could do this to one of these things. And one of these days, if one of these Macs comes across the old uh, table... I'll work an angle. I'm glad you said I'm that. I'm not paying 80 bucks. I'm glad you said that because I left a couple in your backseat along with you, some CRT. Don't even joke about that, Boat. He does that to me all the time. All right, Aaron, we're moving on to some big news. Yes. After uh, years, literal years of waiting, the Amiga Classic USB mechanical PC keyboard is now available for pre-order. As you recall, uh, Simulant, the brain behind both Pixel Addict and Amiga Addict magazine, he has has been through the trenches trying to get this thing manufactured, and now they're finally at the point where they're opening up the gates for pre-orders. You know, mechanical keyboards, Aaron, you're one of these guys that love these things. I do. Have you ever considered getting one of these things that has sort of the Amiga stylings? Well, no, because I never had one. Uh, I know not one I knew of. It's funny, we were on the ground floor of this years ago. Mm-hmm. The keycaps. And I remember the particularly uh, attractive Amstrad still waits right. in the wings. Right, right. Uh, but uh, uh, listen, if you can use it, like number one, what would you? What would we use this on? Well, if I had an Amiga that I could use, though, I, you know, maybe I'd get that gun in that room. But it's a, it's a good looking keyboard. Yeah. These mechanical keyboards, I learned something. I was over at uh, uh, game. Where was a GameStop something the other day, and they had they had a blowout sale, and one of the things they were selling were keycaps. All right. And this is the blowout sale. Right. These things were regularly like sixty bucks. Wow. They were blowing off like forty bucks. I thought mm. to myself, if the keycaps cost this much money. What's the keyboard called? Well, right. they, the, the newsflash, tons. Tons. A proper heavy-duty mechanical keyboard, and they cost you. Now, I, I'm assuming this is a competitive price for a great keyboard. It looks great, and well, I, I simulate I trust. I know he's not going to put out anything uh, of poor quality, so I'd say this is a top-shelf keyboard. So, what we conclude, if you need a top-shelf keyboard... And you'd like one with the Amiga branding? I'll man, tell, you, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what you use this thing for. Yeah. You use this thing. You plug this into your Mister. Yeah. And you complete the Amiga illusion. You run the Mini Mig Core. Uh-huh. And you plug this into your Mister. You're already a high roller because you can afford a Mister and the Mister Multi System and all the accoutrement that go with it. So if you've already if you're already in for four or five hundred euro, 
why not spend an extra 120 get yourself an Amiga keyboard, an Amiga-inspired keyboard that still has all the functionality of a PC keyboard so you can run all the other cores too. See, you're close, but you're way off. You said Mr., but it's already pictured right here amongst these pictures. There it is, the Amiga Mini. Oh, plug it right yeah, in the, and I, I like the, the size comparison. See, I'm joking because that's madness, but there it is. <laughs> It's a size comparison for you. You know, if you maybe when the Amiga Max comes out, of course, it'll have a keyboard, so that'd be kind of redundant. Let me ask you. Now, you just stated, I mean, literally, one story ago, you'd never pay over 20 bucks for nothing. Never. Too cheap. Never. Too cheap. What about, I don't know what you use for a keyboard over at the, at the luxurious boat basement. Is it a mechanical keyboard of any sort? I have a Dell keyboard that I got on Amazon warehouse deals for ten dollars. So garbage keyboard. Yeah, garbage. Yeah. I'm all about garbage. Here's keyboards. the thing: you don't realize you need a mechanical keyboard until you've got one. Right. I was like you once, just a slog. And look at this thing. Yeah. This is garbage. That's very right? similar to mine. But I spill crap on it. And yep. Spit on it. Yep. Weird bodily fluids mm -hmm. pile up on it. Right. You don't want a good one out here. You no. put the garbage. But if I'm sitting there. And I want some quality item. You know, you got to pay. These things ain't cheap. These mechanical keyboards ain't cheap. Yeah. And this has the keypad. The whole now let me ask it's you. It's got the Amiga keys. That's important. It, does your mechanical keyboard have the light show? Mine does have the light show, but it's also it doesn't have the whole this whole part. Oh gone. yeah, right, right. And that, plus the the case I've got for the mystery, it only takes that keyboard. Right. So really, they could have charged me whatever they wanted. I never choice. Dave may he may have a Rev two for you. You could slide one of these bad boys in yeah. there. Do you know what kind of, I wonder if it's got here, what kind of like, because it's important, what kind of gimmicks that are Oh, yeah, there. probably the cherry brown, there you genuine brown cherry MX switches. It's 100% anti-ghosting, yep. 105 Amiga key keycaps. Listen, if there's one thing that's gotten in the way of my gaming over the years, it's ghosting. It really? Yeah. What is that exactly? Because I remember back in the old days with the... Uh, with the arcade machines, you'd get some of that. It's, it's, yeah, it's kind of like the keyboard equivalent of screen. Is that real? Is that? Are you just saying that? It didn't really ever hamper you in any way, did it? I don't know what goes. Okay, is. that's. This is what I thought. This is why you won't be leading off tomorrow's meeting. <laughs> and speaking of tomorrow's meeting, let's talk about it real quick, boats. Since we're done with the news, listen. Tomorrow, as we record this, October first, for the people who'll be listening to this, maybe tomorrow. Because I'm sure this goes out in the morning. It will be happening. It's the International Computer Club. It's international. It's international love, as the song goes. Mm -hmm. a, a merry band of geniuses from all, over the, from all over the world are going to converge on Zoom with, for an International Computer Club meeting. We've got eight big presenters, what, plus one special uh, presenter. Well, you don't have to describe me in that way. Why? You're you're the MC, boat. You're special, all right. But uh, we'll have a great bunch of folks, including some people in the chat right now, at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, October 1st. And leading off the, the entire extravaganza will be a rare opportunity uh, for you to uh, to visit with and bask in the glorious glow of Mr. David Pleasance. We'll be opening the show tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, to talk about his new book and to uh, talk amongst the uh, chatters and the folks that show up at ICC. Uh, so if you've ever wanted to ask Mr. Pleasance a question, uh, this is a good time from the comfort of your own home. Uh, Mr. Pleasance is a uh, uh, hits the circuit quite a bit, mm -hmm. you know. 
Uh, but uh, often you've got to go hit the circuit with them. This is your chance to talk to them at the house. Yeah, very in the nice. Comfort of your own home. Uh, so it should be fun. And then on top of that, uh, Chris Edwards is going to be there. Uh, Graham W. Pepke is going to be there for Jocko Petzl. Mitsuyama. Mitsuyama uh, is going to be in the house. Of course, our own John Bonham Carshaller. Many more. Yeah. David Z. Yeah. Too many to count. Too There's many a to ton count. Of people. It's going to be happening. Uh, it'll be on Twitch tomorrow at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's October 1st, if you're catching this later. And uh, for you people that want to actually come into the Zoom meeting, I'll be posting the link up uh, probably this evening so everybody can get all set up in there. Uh, and you'll be able to just hop in and go. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, and I'm looking forward to a boat. Uh, International Computer Club, the last one probably of 2022. Yes. There you go, bud. Now, speaking of International Computer Club, the uh, illustrious sponsor of the event. Yes. Retro Rewind, Aaron. You know, we've talked a lot about Retro Rewind over the years, but there's one thing that we haven't really focused in on. Do you know it yet, or are you going to pull it right out of your hiney right now? It's the goodies tag. No. <laughs> I know. Now, what do you do, Aaron, when all your goodies are gone? You get more goodies. That's right. You don't ever let the well run dry, Bert. You can get yourself a Retro Rewind t-shirt, Aaron, and as the description says, let your geek flag fly. Oh, I see these things a lot, too. Mm-hmm. You've got one of these, I do. You? We both have these. I don't have one of these. Oh, that's right. I took yours. Yeah, thanks, A. You're welcome. You gave it to Eve, didn't you? I did. She's I did. my same size. Yeah. Well, she wears it as like a combination like I night don't shirt. Even... Um, cape. Cape. Tent. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk. You know what? I'm looking at this goodies page, and I'm also ignoring you. See this dip chip straightener? You think to yourself, eh, let me tell you, these things are double gold. Mm-hmm. Like, where was this thing my whole life? Do you know what a big pain in the butt it is when those chips get when jacked you, up? When you don't have a dip chip straightener, what do you use? Tweezers. Uh, 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 you also occasionally use the old... Uh, uh, the old pliers. You ever you just know? teeth it? No, that would be bad. Why? For one thing, that... That's not something you want to put in your mouth. For another thing, you don't want to eat your newsflash. Your saliva is acidic. Well, listen, if you're using just your teeth, you just no like when you're biting your teeth. when you're biting the coin. You do no, the you same usually thing. use like a you, you pair of pliers on those things. And sometimes when you're real desperate, you use like a, a, I've used everything from pliers to to like I've used Exacto knives. Mm-hmm. I can see the that. The thing is, here's the worst feeling, right? You've got one of these things and the the pins are jacked up. You're down to that last jacked-up pin, and bam, that sucker breaks off. Oh, what do you You're do done. then? That, throw that chip in the garbage. What about the bodge wire? There's no bo- where are you going to solder it to? The nothing? It's gone, brother. <laughs> if I did one of these things, it would have saved me a lot of trouble. I, I trashed a whole collection of cash from memory because I screwed this. I was drunk. Well, but, listen. Yeah. Here's what you do. You go to the goodies tab at RetroRewind.ca. You get yourself a Retro Rewind t-shirt and the dip chip straightener. That's only going to cost you 26 bucks, but guess what? It's not going to cost you 26 bucks because when you go to the checkout, you're going to use promo code AMIGOS10. Save yourself 10%. That's $2.60 off your total price of your shirt and your straightener. And then you're going to be heading out the door, riding in style, straightening chips, while you're wearing the most stylish logo in the world of retro computing. Yes, I don't. By, by the way, accelerators diagnostic tools, nah. everything you need for your Commodore 64, your uh, Commodore machines, your Coco diagnostics, recapping, cap kit, the whole nine yards, and the t-shirt. That's right. It's all there. That's right. That's RetroRewind.ca. You, you said it, Frank, brother. For your sponsorship of not only this, but of the 
international computer club. By the way, Frank's going to be there. Yeah, he will. He also is, thanks to Frank, we're getting Mr. David Pleasance, so that's a double thanks for that. Mm-hmm. There you go. I'll tell you what's not a double thanks, Aaron. <laughs> to, our, to our selection committee oh, no. for this week's no. game. Is it time? It's time. Oh! Let's do it. have to worry about this game getting pirated too much. <laughs> it's funny, every time I read that, I have a chuckle. So, yes, this is the Adventures or Adventure of Norris. It's, I've seen it both ways. We're going to go with Adventures, because that makes sense. Adventure doesn't. <laughs> then again, maybe this is the only adventure you ever had. That's, that is it. <laughs> I'd, I'd have hung it up after this one, too. <laughs> so, so, let's talk about this. Uh, the Adventures of Norris... Uh, released the year of our Lord, 1991, mm. from Visage Software. Visage actually did another thing. First of all, it's done this. Really? Yeah. They did Xenophobe. That Atari arcade game? Yeah, they did that. By the way, that's actually a pretty fun arcade machine. Have you ever played Xenophobe? I've never played it. This is a, it's a split screen, like, stack thing, like Spy a, versus Spy. It's a three-player uh, game. It was great in the arcade. I've not, I don't think I've played the, the Amiga version. Uh, this game was programmed by a fellow named Glenn Cleary, and the graphics and music were done by a fellow named, I love this name, Jolian Vincent Myers. Mm. That's an awesome name. Now, guess what? This guy did tons of stuff. Uh, well, not tons, but some. Listen to some of his credits include Final Fight. Okay, well, <laughs> I mean, graphics were pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hard Driving 2, Drive Harder. Is that really what his subtitle was? I love it. He did a game we just covered, The Hunt for October. Wow, okay. This is an all-star cast yeah. game. International Rugby Challenge. We haven't done rugby, have we? We've never done a rugby game, and Sports Week is coming yeah. up next week. Uh, MiG-29, Fulcrum, NOM, RBI-2, which we didn't like, Super Space Rangers, which I did like, Thunder Jaws, and Waste Recovery Extermination. That sounds like a winner. Mm. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Yeah. Who named that? Uh, so he was responsible for the graphics and the music. So he's a he's a double threat there. Uh, this was an ECS OCS game. This game was freeware, uh, so you could get this uh, for free. You could download it. Which it is was what we uh, did. The, the 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 title screen says "Virus Free PD" on it. Yeah. Are you aware of that outfit? What? I assume that's a statement, not necessarily an oh, outfit. Okay, I thought that was the company. That's the name. <laughs> so. Backstory on this. First of all, let's explain what this is. Both you're the explainer. <clears throat> Tell the fine folks what is this game. This is a uh, this is a platforming game, a platforming adventure that is sort of a take the worst aspects of flip screen games and the worst aspects of scrolling games and combine them together. <laughs> it's your rare combination: scrolling, it, flip it screen, is a flip adventure. Scroll. It is. Yeah. I didn't think about it, but you're right. Uh, very uh, unusual. Now, you play the aforementioned Norris, who is some sort of, uh, what do you think, Viking? Yeah, he's a Viking of some note. Uh, now, did you look up docs on this or anything? Because I didn't no. see any. Well, I looked around, but I didn't. this game is one of the rare games that's not covered on Hall of Light. Mm -hmm. I was stunned. Or Moby. In fact, yeah, this is the, one of the first times that I've looked at Hall of Light and yeah. saw nothing. So, and there's not, much, there's not much in the way of backstory. I'll try to look up some stuff in terms of how this got made or why. And I found nothing. Uh, we, we do have Pixels at Dawn says, uh, Virus Free PD was a PD library that also made games. So oh, they I were an outfit. 
Same as 17-bit software that was Team 17. There you go. That's why Pixels is making the big money That's in the right. magazine. That's right. So, <clears throat> with all that said, uh, this is a pretty, control-wise, this is, well, it's a fairly straight proposition until you actually start playing the game. Um, up, down, left, right, and the button the jumps. The button jumps. Now, uh, you don't have really any attacks to speak of that I've found out. Did you find any? Uh, I don't think Norris has, any, you know, for a Viking. Yeah. You know, you don't picture Vikings as going unarmed Remember anywhere. the three Vikings? One of them had like an axe. The other two were just sort of had like a shield. Are you talking about the Lost Vikings? The Lost Vikings, that's right. Those guys were all much tougher than this oh, guy. Yeah. He, does, he does nothing. Norris is the little talked about fourth Viking. So you start off in this game in, in with a wooded setting. Now, this does have something you love, which is named areas. Yes. So picture, if you will, a, a picture something like a, uh, a Manic Miner, except instead of going room to room to change your names, this thing will has a each scrolling section is one name. And when you move off that area to another flip screen scrolling section, it's got another name. Yeah. So once you go multiple screens, as long as well, you don't leave the, as long as the flip doesn't occur, you're on the same room name. What you have here is the same concept as the Adams family. The Adams family yes, is the same thing. Exactly. Well, that is a, this that's is a the, burial this. of the Adams family, <laughs> and I'm not the hugest fan, but that's you're burying your own game. So what do you do in this game now? Well, you die a lot is, is the answer. So the first thing we did, and I, I'd have to look who put this up in the Discord. I played this game early in the week, and I was so poor at it that I couldn't get off the opening levels because of the controls being so horrible. But thank thank you, sweet Discord. Some fine person. I don't know. who was, Do you remember who it was that put that cracked version in there? This, oh, I can't there remember. There was a cracked version of this that had a trainer. The trainer is a must. Because I actually turned on everything. Everything. I couldn't be killed. I couldn't get fall damage. I couldn't run out of time. Nothing. I was impervious to pain. Now, Pajaco put it up. Thank you. I thought it was Pajaco. So with all with all those helpful items at my disposal, uh, I still couldn't get to some places. I couldn't figure out how. Mm -hmm. uh, this game, it's funny. that The bones of this game... Are the kind of game we like. We right. like jumping. Mm -hmm. We like multiple rooms. Mm -hmm. The idea that you can, item collection. We, the idea that you can scroll the screens and have flip screens. Hey, I can get behind that. It works. Yeah. It ish. Right. It's a workable thing. Uh, but this game is hampered by a few things. Uh, and the number one hamperment is the control of Norris. Uh, he sucks. Um, would you not agree in terms of control? Possibly the worst control... Well, okay. Let me back up. It's not that Norris controls poorly. It's that the... It's that the... The the, the area... The game built around Norris is designed poorly. It's equal parts. It's equal parts. Because, like, there are things like... At the beginning of the game, you're presented with two vines. Okay, mm -hmm. so in a in a, I thought in they a, were logs. I think they're well, they could be moss they're covered vertical, but they're hanging vertically. Yeah, I, I don't know what they are. Um, the graphics aren't great either. <laughs> so in a game, in a normal game, you'd be like, okay, this is a, you know, you start out by figuring out, okay, how do I jump between these two vines? Right. I can never do that. No, I could never well, you, do that. I mean, oh, go ahead. So. Right away, you're confounded by what you're actually supposed to be doing. The yeah. game doesn't start you in a way that, like, in a normal game, you might start at the base of the tree. Yeah. 
In this game, you start halfway up the tree. Yeah. How do you know? Because the first room is called halfway up the tree. Yeah. That's okay. a tip-off, yeah. You're not given any story about how Norris got there or anything. And so, okay, you're like, all right. Well, I'll just work my way up the tree. Well, you can't because you can't jump between those vines. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just work my way down the tree. Well, guess what? You got fall damage. So the screen, yeah. the screen flips as you're falling. So unless you play through trial and error to know exactly where you're supposed to fall, you're going to die. Yep. And you're going to die over and over again to figure this out. And they're going to make you think about it by making you fall through two or three screens to get to your death. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, now, this game does give you a goodly amount of lives. It gives you nine lives. Still Manic Miner. You know, they start well, you out with tons again, of lives. That's a brutal attack on Manic Miner. But, this game, because, you know, what do you want? Yeah, okay, you can go either way with a platforming game. You can either make it brutally difficult... <laughs> Or you can make it exploration friendly. Yeah. Okay. When you make a game brutally difficult, you need to make the goal immediately apparent. And that's the genius of Manic Miner. In Manic Miner, you know exactly what you need to do in each room. Yeah. The brutal difficulty comes in, but you know your goal. And when you die, boom, you're back in the action right away. Yeah. Okay. In an exploration platform or like Super Frog, you make the game not brutally difficult. You reward exploration. You reward the player for trying new things and different things. When you mix these things together, it's a bad experience. And that's what the slow Norse... The slow Norse. The slow Norse is a great guy. That's what the Adventures of Norse is. Yeah. It's a bad experience. You know, I thought about... As I was coming home today, I thought to myself, how am I going to talk about this game? Because normally, we'll talk about how it opens, and we'll talk about the music, and then we'll talk about what the game is. But this game is so uh, uh, frustratingly crummy that the crumminess supersedes all the other things. It actually has some pretty good tunes in it. Mm -hmm. uh, it the graphics aren't the worst. Well, the worst thing about it is the Huckleberry Hound style jumping of Norris. He does have a old Huck <laughs> doesn't move his arms much. Did the, did the Norris old slow Norris? He just kind of lodges himself. It's like, just, a, it's like a pepper shaker. Ascends. Yeah, just, yeah. It's, it's, it's heading up. It's funny because the picture in the, in the title screen looks pretty cool. Yeah. But he looks like a big old geek. Well, this, you think you didn't like the way Lionheart looked? <laughs> Lionheart looks awesome going to this geek. This follows in the grand tradition of awesome intro screen and game over screen. Yeah. With not so awesome game in between. Yeah. The, the, the So your guy jumps like a geek. Yeah. Okay. The... the I don't know. I mean, it's a PD game. So we could judge this, but I'm not going to because it's not PD week. So I'm going to judge it like a real game. It's no good. But even on the worst day of any game you make, you've got to give your character something. Right. You know, and the this game felt like it was designed, like, I don't know, haphazardly. That There are lots of blind launches in this. There are lots of... That really, well, both, it, both nailed what the worst part is right away. There are plenty of areas that you have to climb these vines or logs, whatever. And there is no, I've done it a million times, and I still don't know exactly how to not die. Because it's not like you're, like in Mario, I hate to do this to Mario, but if you've got a vine in front of you, you just grab that sucker, and the game says, okay, it's got the vine. Right. In this game, you have to get under the log vine, and, and you just jump straight up, and you'll go. And then... This is the first screen, mind you, but this happens a lot. Then you have to launch yourself to the second one, 
and you, there are two things in play. One, you can't hit the ceiling. There's mm-hmm. no, there's none of this thing where you kind of go in front of the ceiling. You bonk, the ceiling comes straight down, mm-hmm. and you die. Or you have to jump to the log and somehow grab it. If you thought grabbing the log slash vine when you're standing there until it's up was hard, you haven't begun to see hard until you try to grab it as you're flying through the air. Yes, yes. Do you grab the bottom? Do you grab the top? Who knows? Every time I did it, it was a miracle. I had mm. no idea what I was mm. doing. I tried every conceivable thing. I sat there and just climbed over and over and over. And uh, and it was frustrating as heck. And you bring up a good point about the ceiling. There's a hard ceiling in this game, yeah. even though you're playing in an outdoor environment. But only in certain places. Well, because like one of the things about Dizzy is that Dizzy is a game that's not unlike this. Uh, you are It's an exploration platformer that has some challenging elements due to the way that the screen scrolls. Yeah. However, in Dizzy, you can launch yourself and kind of get some purchase on mm-hmm. like your next screen over. Ooh, purchase. And yeah. then you can do it again and you can figure out exactly what angle you need to launch yourself. Yeah. In this game, you launch yourself you hit the ceiling, the forest ceiling, and you go to your death. Yeah. There's no way that you can trial and error. And there are some places in this game where you have to do it just right. And again, the amount of trial and error in this game to do just the most basic activities is off the yeah. charts. You know, uh, it's funny. Picture Radius says he thought I was going to say, I was thinking about this on the way home and decided to drive my Jeep into a pole. <laughs> that is fine. I, I didn't get that bad in it. But the, and the thing is, this, is, this game's a glorious... Um, amalgamation of garbage like this is one of those rare titles that gets it gets almost everything that you need to have happening wrong Mm -hmm. well okay here's another thing in this game you collect things why nobody knows yeah it's never explained are there power-ups do they do anything to help you i don't think so but you do get tips every once in a while. You'll 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 see things that say like tip collect the item yeah you know duh like I just, I would love to interview the guy that made this game and yeah. just ask him, like, what were you trying to accomplish with this thing? Because well, obviously, anytime you make a video game, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And a lot of work went into this. And it, it just seems like he wanted, it's just like it fails on so many levels. This reminds me, I know this is going to stun you. This, is a, this right here is a, a full color ZX Spectrum dud. Yeah. Yep. It's like someone was like, listen. And we've played enough Specky to know what we're doing here. And this right here is just straight up Specky. The difference is, on the classic Specky games, right? And, you know, I'm a big fan of Manic Miner. Not so much the, uh, the the sequel, but I like I like games that are real hard. This game is not hard in the same way that one of those games... Those games are hard, but you're like, okay, I can figure this out. Yeah. This one is like hard in a dumb way because the controls suck so bad, and the and the layout. Like think of the layout. We've talked this many times. A manic miner, the guy that made that had to go through, and he's like some sort of b- b- macabre genius mm-hmm. because only someone that was a genius could put together a game so diabolical. Right, right. This the, whoever put this together. Listen, there's some there's something to it, you know, the exploration part and stuff. But I mean, they've made it so frustrating. Let's put it this way. Like, we've got about nine minutes of footage here, right? And there, the footage of this game, you forget about finding a, a run-through or something. Ain't Jackson, and nobody done it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, you can turn all everything on to cheat, and still nobody did it. It's just not worth your time right, right. to do it. Uh, so, I mean, someone maybe someday will do it. But I, the sad thing is, because, you know, we like those ZX games when they're done correctly. And there is a game here. 
Yeah. Right? I mean, it's I just would, making him control better would it be a 50% improvement. Yeah, because, like, you can tell, like, when, you, when, you're, when you're traversing the levels, you can tell that, I mean, there's lots of different elements. There's conveyor belts, there's spikes, yeah. there's ladders, there's yeah, things. Yeah. And so, like, if you could just somehow oh, graft a control system onto this that wasn't horrible, yeah. it would be fine. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's areas where you have to, you can see what you need to get in the other room. But even, like, here we are, we're looking at a section with ladders. I got here, okay? That just trying to transfer between ladders and stuff, it's all crap. Yep. It is Oh, and right. if you're watching the video version of this, keep in mind that he's using the trainer version yeah. that's turned off fall damage. Yeah. He'd be dead a million, yeah, billion yeah, times yeah. otherwise. Yeah, because, I mean, when you miss those jumps, you're done. Because yeah. you fall. And there are some levels, like I said, you could, there's one level where you fall like four screens down. And this game, by the way, doesn't run real fast. Mm -hmm. And you fall in like super slow motion. And it just takes forever. forever. You fall forever. It's mm -hmm. the worst. And then your guy dies. And even when he dies... In this cutesy game, his head forehead bursts open mm -hmm. with blood. And he yeah. tips over. It's kind of I'm not gonna say it's this is nasty. A, well, it's, they're just weird. It's another that you see this a lot with Amiga games too, where you'll have a very cutesy game that has one. Oh, remember we played that game um, where you were? It was a zombie game. Remember, and it was set like you were watching a movie. Yeah, and we it didn't was like that either. And it was yeah. all lighthearted, but then your death scene was just unnecessarily graphic. Yes, yeah, yes. it didn't fit the theme at it all. It wasn't that bad, but it was still it was not the best. Yeah. That's for sure. The thing about it is, I mean, listen, we're burying this thing. Someone asked, "Where where do you put this in the pantheon of crap?" In terms of because we've played a lot of duds in terms of uh, platformers. Where, where can you rank this somewhere? You're the, by the way, you need to play this for your show. Yeah. The ranking this is, of a game. I'm going to get this right out of the way. This game is not as bad as Top Banana. No. Top Banana is an assault on the senses and yeah. the soul. Yeah, because Top Banana has the sound and the visuals <laughs> that are, the, they hurt you. Plus, right. it was a commercial game. Right. This one's free. This game, it's not, it's not the worst. It just, it's unplayable <sighs> because of the controls. And it, it, it stands to reason, maybe this is, this guy, he's making a PD game. A lot of times, you know, programmers, they would teach themselves through doing exercises like this. Like, I'm going to try yeah. and program a platformer and see if I can make a control well. Well, guess what? You didn't. But, you know, this guy made a bunch of other stuff. Platforming is just not his Well, not him. There was the sound guy. That did all the other oh, stuff. He never mind. Do, he only did the Xenophobe. So this was, yeah. And Xenophobe, not really a platform. No. So. I uh, will say this. I hate to say this, but it's, it's true. I mean, I... Top Banana is worse. But yeah. in, in terms of entertainment value and control, Top Banana is more controllable and probably slightly more fun than this. Uh, because this is not... It's, this, Top Banana is stupid and, and, and the levels are dumb, but I don't feel like the, I have zero chance of getting anywhere. Yeah. Like this, it's so frustrating because you have, like, you have to do the most basic things early on and you can't. Something we didn't even mention is when the dirt goes away on the platforms, mm -hmm. it never comes back. Right. So you're bummed. Yeah, you just got to kill yourself, which is not going to be a problem because you're going to be dead soon anyway. You're right. We also, the, the enemies suck. They're like no animation, like duds. I mean, it's a... Well, I mean, they're on the same level as Agony. No, no. Those, have you looked at the Agony enemies? They're horrible. Agony? Yeah. Are you talking about the game from Psychonosis? Yeah. What are you talking about? They're not horrible. No, enemies look, they look as bad listen, as listen these. Listen to me. I'm not even going to, you're just saying that to get a rise. No, I mean, I'm it's not, not going to work. Do not compare Norris to Agony. <laughs> Agony, good game. This, barely a game. So, no, I'm not, I don't agree with you on that. 
I'd be surprised if I could. If I showed you screenshots of Agony, could you pick it out of a lineup? Yeah. Which one was Agony? It's the Owl game. No. Oh, yeah, it is Agony. I was thinking awesome. So now I'm the jerk. Okay, you're on the... Oh, well, eh, they weren't that good in that. Okay. See, you... Listen, you won. You won. I admit defeat. Let's hear the reviews. All right. So we uh, we didn't get a ton of reviews this week, Aaron. Uh, but we did get some. <laughs> I can't imagine. You mean not a lot of people played this? Pajako writes, On the surface, this should have been a good old-school Jet Set Willy-style game for the Amiga. Classic-looking graphics, relatively okay music. But oh my word, yeah. ten seconds in and I went to go out and kick puppies. <laughs> this, thing, this thing is so bad, the sprite collision is terrible, you can fall to your death simply by jumping up to a screen and hitting an obstacle. You might then have to watch Norris slowly fall for what seems like days before he hits the ground and yeah. dies. If you are lucky, you might respond somewhere you visited in the past three or four screens. Getting on or off vines, ladders, and ropes requires some kind of voodoo magic. And to top it all off, you can actually hit infinite death loops in some places. When sweet, sweet death finally does take you, you get to enter your name in the high score table. A process which, if you want to do it properly, can take about three hours. <laughs> yes, we didn't true. talk about that, but yeah, that's it's true. true. Ultimately, if you want to punish yourself, download the trainer version and switch off all the options on. Best avoided, two out of ten. Lobsterminator writes, Hey Glenn, how about we make a game that's 100% comprised of blind leaps of faith between screens? Sounds great, Jolly on, but only if we mix it with the worst possible controls. <laughs> it's a deal! One out of ten. Man, <laughs> double burial. Yeah. I wasn't the people over at uh, Lemon uh, gave this a big four point six. So this is a, a not a good, uh, not a good, not a big winner. No. With the people at Lemon, you know, this is one of those games. It's PD, right? So mm. maybe you can get in there and fiddle with the code. If you're like, now listen, I'm not suggesting that Hoffman come around. <laughs> Hoffman's got better things to do That's than cool fix the, the Adventures of Norris. But I mean, I think you could go in there and fix it. Uh, now look, Swedish Pancake Champs, he's putting this over 4.6 <laughs> out of 5. So that's a, a, a very gutsy call. One more thing I want to mention. We talked about how the guy doesn't jump very well. He just sort of launches himself. Mm -hmm. I also want to mention, I think the guy in this game, Norris, is, is, is sentient. I think he knows what's going on. He's sentient man. <laughs> because if you look at his face, he has the look on his face that he's a character in this game. Like, he knows he's screwed. It's a combination <laughs> of incredible fear and stun. Yeah. He's just like, oh! <laughs> you know, That's true. He knows how That's many true. times he's going to be killed during this play session. Yes, yes. So that, if I could say anything about it, they did get that part of Norris right. This one, Boat, is a dud. A dud. A big, big, fat dud. Thank you, Amiga Games Ledge Committee, and Slow Norris, my friend, my good friend. This is for you. Aaron, what's been going on over on the YouTube channel? Oh, man. But what hasn't been going on over there? Are you kidding me? We got stuff going on coming out to beat the band. You know, we were feeling froggy last week, Boat, and we decided to do a little something called Ask the Amigo. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this one? I do. It's nice when they're fresh on our mind. Yeah. What was the highlight of this one for you? No idea. I can't remember. You didn't even put a, you didn't even put a cutting thing in this one, did you? Just <laughs> Listen, all it needs is our faces. But... Normally, you'll put, like, they talk about hippos or something in there. They really they talk about for, like, one second. I was under the gun this <laughs> week. So, so if you want to hear me and Boat, I remember, I do recall having a good time. We did. This was you know, a fun so, one. So, uh, check us out. That's Ask the Amigos. Just, that's hot off the presses. Speaking of hot. Woo. Woo. 
It's the color computer speaks. Now listen, I'm gonna let you speak on this one, Bo. Well, Aaron, we got this. We got this in right under right under the wire because it is September 30th today. Yeah. Tomorrow is October 1st. Septandy has come to a close. Yeah. But if you have access to YouTube, you can relive Septandy all year round because mm. you can watch Aaron and I unbox the mythical speech pack and four-port extender jobby. Listen. <laughs> Nobody has this stuff, and we've got boxed versions of this stuff. We unbox it, we plug it in. I, I uh, right away. <laughs> we definitely didn't have trouble uh, connecting the Tandy to the the, the no. capture device. So if you want to watch some some antics, some misadventures, if you want to hear the Coco speak, check out the Color Computer Speaks a Coco Show set Tandy special. Event. I will. So there are a few moments in the history of the show that I, that stand out to me. Okay. The time I landed that aircraft, yep, that one stands out. The time that we uh, did the gymnastics and you and you did awesome gymnastics thing, that stands out. And the moment that the Coco spoke, <laughs> after all the time and effort we put into that, it was, was a magical like, time. It, it made me hurt inside. <laughs> the fact that we were shutting down the show, and I managed just—you don't have to watch the full hour and a half of this, but if you want to watch the last thirty minutes, you can see all the stuff that happened between. When we started the show, when we ended, where I had to go find many, many cables to make this work, I plugged it in on the end. It was a good time. Well, it was something. But it we, was something. I was glad we had a good time doing it. It was actually worked pretty painlessly except for our stupidity. Right. Not too bad. Um, listen, here's something that actually worked finally. Myself and the Brent, uh, this week on ARG Presents, it was light gun game. Mm -hmm. We did a couple arcade classics. Uh, police trainer and lethal. This is probably the first ARG presents ever where I played both of these games quite a bit. Yeah, uh, in fact, Brent turned me on to Lethal Enforcers back in the day, and I thought I thought it was a real unique game. But I didn't realize it never occurred to me that the fact that it got booked at a lot of arcades because it was not a non-violent gun game. You're talking about Police Trainer. Yeah, what you said I Lethal Enforcers. Uh, police Trainer. Yes, <laughs> my, my bad. Yes, Lethal trainer. being Lethal Enforcers. They, it was non-violent. All those deaths. <laughs> now, police trainer got put in a lot of arcades strictly in the basis that it wasn't violent. Right. And so, and I thought about it. They, there were more games that came out after that. They were like that shooting gallery mm -hmm, style game. Mm -hmm. Eh, okay. Can you have a non-violent game that features a gun? That's up to debate. Uh, but uh, it, the other game, the one Britt picked, is certainly violent, Lethal Enforcers. And he goes through the history of this game. I didn't realize how much this game got over back in the day. I was not the biggest fan of I this. wasn't aware that this game was as old as it is. Yeah. 92. I know, dude. I yeah. know. I was surprised. I was real surprised. But anyway, if you want to check us out on uh, uh, ARG Presents, that is Light Gun Games. We had a good time. And actually, uh, I appreciate everyone who hung with us after the week before this show, which sounded like we were violently screaming in the <laughs> microphone. We had Windows really jump, jacked up my uh, settings with the last update. Uh, last but not least, both because the people can't get enough of our various <laughs> conversations. It was insert this too. I noticed you didn't change the title on this nope, one either. Left it. Hot, good thing I went back to figure out how to spell potpourri because <laughs> I had to go look that one up. But this is insert this too. Pop culture potpourri, and in this one we're all over the map on this thing. We talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. Lou Lord of the Ring show. Flash Gordon. Like we're all over the place. So this is one you just have to check out. It's been pretty well received, too. It just came out yesterday, I believe. So that's all we've got on our main channel. But if you roll over to our secondary channel, Boat, uh, which I did not load up. I'll load it up real quick. We've actually got a few other things on the stream team. 
Amigos. I love doing this live on stream. There we go. So, Amigo Stream Team, by the way, if you haven't added it, please do, because we are, uh, we'd love to have you. Uh, this week, we had a couple, a couple of new entries here. Number one, our good buddy Happy Coding with that biz back with another Happy Coding Home Cooking. Is that Expector Programming Show? Uh, this is a continual lesson from Twitch. Uh, and uh, he told me, you know, I got a note from Happy this week that said I, that I may have missed one in there somewhere. I'm no. not sure. I don't know if I did or not, but I'll go back and check. But uh, this is a series. They say you can watch these and it'll help you improve your ZX Spectrum gaming, uh, uh, learn, learning how to program. And God knows he's a man to mm -hmm. teach you. He's very good. Uh, another entry this week. Our good buddy, Jack Flack, is back. I was happy to see him back. And this time around, uh, it's this was a weird one, Boat. It was Jack Flack playing Activision Classics on the PlayStation, on the Mystery. You know, I had Activision Classics, but it was for the PS2. Uh -huh. And this was the first time that I ever played a lot of these Activision games. And it was a great package because the way that the GUI worked, and I don't know how the, uh, the game selection screen works on, on the PS1 version, but in the PS2 version, you had it looked like a living room, and you had one of those rotating things that you put oh, the cartridge yeah, in. You yeah, know, I remember that. Those like wood grain type things. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it also had a soundtrack, so it would play '80s music while you were playing, and the soundtrack never stopped. You know, when you were here, you put in the game, the song would continue on. It was very, yeah, very good. impressive. Were they real tracks? They were real tracks. So it was like Kajaguju and all that stuff. Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's, back in those days, you could probably get the music for a lot cheaper than you could now. Right, right. So, yeah, this yeah. Is, this brings me back. I'm glad that this is up. I noticed that Flack had uh, some problems, though, with mm. some of these games mm. because of the, presumably because of the emulation. Mr. Core, yeah. So, yeah, so that that's something, you, you know, because the PlayStation Core is, is, Still. is under development. Go ahead, go for it. He's I'm trying. Speed. I'm trying. Uh, and so there, there. He, he said he's going to send a note over to the developer. <laughs> there it is. Thank you. Uh, so, but anyway, it's always also Jack also shows off his new giant pool. That skeleton. thing is frightening. Yeah. Now, so the pool skeleton is pretty cool looking. Uh, kind of neat. It's odd that he. I was wondering why he just didn't play Atari games with the Atari Core, but I think he was trying to go through that Inception right uh, routine where you uh, go through multiple things. Last but not least, you know, uh, last week I found old footage we never released of myself, Brent, and the Luke, and we were playing video games, the Mortal Kombat. Well, I found another one. This is me and you and Luke. I don't oh, know if you knew about this. No. And we're playing Dungeons and Dragons Tower of Doom. We beat the game. Wow. Me, me I have no Luke. recollection of this. I don't either. <laughs> it was never released on the channel. And so I thought, well, heck, let's go for a twofer. And so if you want to watch myself, uh, John Bodokarchar and Luke the Younger go in and beat the game, and then me and Luke play a little rampage at the end of this. Mm -hmm. But we beat the whole game, as oh, I recall. Okay. I think this is from around 2019, mm -hmm. I think. Okay. And so, uh, uh, but it was fun. If you want to watch it, also, we, uh, actually, it worked out pretty well. I couldn't believe it. So, if you want to check that out, that's something that's one, another one of those crazy little gems I found that we never released on the main channel. And, Boat, that is all we have of that. All right. Well, Aaron, it's time to talk about last week's Patreon Song mm. Challenge. Last week, one of my favorite tunes of all time. Uh, it was a uh, full band. Full band, I think I actually played all the parts except for the drums. But yeah. uh, we, uh, it was a muzzle by the Smashing Pumpkins. This is off their double album, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Good album. Still one of the best-selling double albums of all time, which is mind-boggling. It's gutsy to do a double. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nobody got it. 
Zero. Yeah. Zero correct I don't know injuries. that song, I, so, I used to own that album. So there you go. But sometimes I got to do stuff for me. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah, you're certainly not doing it for us. I can tell you that right now. Uh, we have a new full band uh, song this week, Aaron. And uh, I think you might know this one. Uh, this is a uh, Paul Bossman Harrington special request. Okay. Uh, I've heard a lot of ballyhoo about this. This is one year in the making. Holy this, It's smokes. taking us over a year to get this thing out the door. What was the hang-up here, Boat? Nobody wanting to record the parts. That would that would hang it up. Yeah. yeah. So, we, uh, we've got it. It's out the door. We hope you enjoyed it. If you know it, john at amigospodcast.com. I will announce you as the winner next week. If you're in the chat, don't put it in the chat. Send me an email instead. Let's hear it. James Miller, Mash Pie, Exploring the Ido, Dr. Robot 82. Pack Billy, Rob McDavid, Howard Price, Chaz Dog, Art Hyper, Bumface, Boo Hands. Chris Edwards, Fitzel, Alarm, Albert, Kim, we like what we like. Bill Mister, Chip, Peter Price, Herman D. Wanderly, Chad, some Mark Richards, and David Hearn. Okay, David, Terrence, Drew Coast, Matthew Mobius, Phantom Magnus, Seth Gates, Tyler Stoke, Dean, David Z, George Rosansky, The Amiga Show, Daniel Crabtree, Super Family King, Crazy Loomis, William Vinter Scar, Heavy Systems, and Frag Lord Mark Byland or Love Hope Alien Breeder David Velociraptor Cabbard Boy Daniel Williams Luke Hudson Bomb the Bass Frodo and El Sol Incisor Tech Major and Mr. Cola Bernard Lucas Jerry Dennington's War Glove Reflection Simon Ledge Captain Crispy Killer Bites and Caffeine and Gary Heather Free Lunch Kate Fox David Pickford Cameron Armstrong Andy Jones, Lobsterminator, Tenet, Amiga Retrocast. Bernard Quinn, RMC, Trim, Drews, Joseph Harrison, Kyle Vedder, Robert Harris, Matthew Laramore, Andy Craig, Sean Bart Bidroll, and Murph, Andrew Monks, Joe Bassani, Leigh, Kalan, Alan Kepop, Tokete, Level Lord, John Marsh. Matthew Perron Freaky Dead Boy with a slow Norris Step on Sorgar, Mortensen, Evan, Helen Christopher Hassel, Chris Foles, Lawrence Giroux Grand Betty, Adam Battersby O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Gary Hucker Paul Bossman, Harrington Duncan Styles tapes from the bridge Josh and Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, THC, Eric Melson, Dan, the old Bingston, Derek Coles, Jason Morns, Pixel Set Dawn. 
<laughs> very good, very good. That's the face of the let Norris. Me see, let me see him. <laughs> now you gotta go like this. <laughs> yeah, now let me awkwardly levitate for a while. <laughs> nice work, Boat. Thank you, thank you. So, of course, we can't go any further without mentioning our fantabulous Twitch subscribers that watch us each and every Friday around 5 o'clock at twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming. They include Super Tech Boy, Pints and Amiga, Petzl, Caden Z, Nine Zap, Oil of Hope, RetroRewind.ca, MashPie, Explorer, Real Retro Dude, TSI Matt, Retro Jerry, Great Al G, Tinmark, Eeyore4077, Blue Train, Mitsuyama, Edmund Helland, Steve Burtz, Brother Bill, Happy Coding ZX, Spinny108, Texas Foosballer, Holy Guacamole, Buck Owens, Beach Mum7, HSEI Ken, Robin Wendell, John Marshall3, Dave, 7G, 1000, Mr. Rocket, Twilight Zoner, Javasoft, Tinfoil, Jigglebox, Thursobard, Uber Scuba Diver, Goldilocks UK, Amiga Live, Amy Steph, and Da Crabs, MTG. That's a football thing. I got fired up when you said that. Yeah, I yeah. like the crab. You're going to channel. I do. There's magic going on by the bushel. It's and all kind, kind of, of other magic. Crazy stuff. Yeah. It's a kind of expensive, is yeah. what it is. Yeah, it is. He's opening thousands of dollars worth of oh, products every single night. I can't get over it. So, Aaron, you know, next week we plan on having another episode of Amigos. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. That we makes say that. that makes 371 weeks straight. Really? That we've done this show. 371. Uh, no. Really? Yeah. That's a lot of we weeks. We never took a week off? That's more weeks than we were in high school, college, and middle school. Man. My attendance has been a lot better than there, too. <laughs> so what's 371 going to be, Aaron? Are you ready to find out? I'm ready to find Even out. Even I don't remember. It's been so long I did it. Bam. Deep Oh, man. Months. We got to call up the chud. Different Here months. we go. Oh, Different okay. mud. Sorry. It's the first thing I thought. <laughs> this stands for something, but it's all, I can't remember what it stands for. It's, it's a sports game, because oh, next man. week is sports week. Yeah, look, that's an awesome looking cover. Yeah, it is. You know. It's right okay. out of the Warhammer 40K universe. Well, that's not, that's never the bad mouth to cover. That's, I think it's cool. <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of Warhammer. It should be fun. Hey, sports. I like, the, so far we've done pretty well in the fake sports mm, zone. We've yeah. done some pretty good ones. Yeah. That should yeah. be a good time, but. Mean, ugly, dirty sports. Thank there you. you. Super Tech Boy and Mitsuyama. Hey, before you take to the house, one last call out. ICC, October 1st, be there. And also, a quick shout out, the brand new Pixel Game just dropped today. Ooh. And this is all the boys together. Mm-hmm. Together for the first time. Sanction made the journey to he, California. He Old Tim Drew, the, mm -hmm. whole, the whole crew was there. So I urge you to give that a listen, but bam. All right. We'll Plug. see you next week. And until then, adios. adios.